Whiskey? Certainly. Perfect. So Nick, do you uh, do you ever take notes? I do, quite a lot of the time. Okay. Do you ever record stuff? Uh, no, actually. No, I always I, I tend to use a note app on my phone or I've got a pad and a piece Yeah, of paper. sure. I mean I, so I, I tend to use standard notes. Um, but over the past couple of months I've found myself having having these thoughts in the car and I can't um, obviously I can't write and, and yeah, can't text and drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not very well, anyway. Um, <laughs> so I've been recording myself. Um, ah, just with the, the audio app on your phone. Yeah, and I was just going through them earlier, and I've got about, you know, nine or ten recordings, um, just not random thoughts. I thought I'd perhaps play them to you, and a and a listener. Yeah, and then we can have a, we can have a chat if that's all right. No, absolutely. Welcome to Sounding Board. Okay, I'm in the car, um, so I can't really type this out, but I, I wanted to um, just kind of note down. Um, a couple of things. Um, so Elliot's Law obviously is where um, people demonise uh, the people less statist than themselves, so the more freedom oriented, um, and the worse it gets, the more that you're, the more that you're demonised yourself. So the, the worse people are, objectivists, minarchists, these these kinds of people. Um, I wanted to apply that to coalitions you know coalition governments that kind of thing whenever cross-party support is needed for anything what always happens is the far the further the, the leftist party is uh, they tend to get their way um, because more statism is always seem to be better than less the, the left-wingers with their extreme statist policies um, they never back down they stick with their ridiculous principles, and that's it. Um, whereas the, the, the right wingers, or the more freedom oriented, uh, they back down all the time. They uh, they will never stand by their principles and say no, no, this this is the line. No further than this. We don't want any more state than this. Uh, they would rather yield to the left, um, and uh, you know in order to get something through rather than to get nothing through um so it's it's the it's the same thing it's always better to be a bit more statist than not statist at all um so yeah another example of elliot's law okay this is something else i've i've just thought of in my head and wanted to kind of jot down but i'm, I'm still in the car um there's this there's this idea from socialists that people will continue to work hard um, even if even if you're taxed at 100 percent if, if the state takes everything um, and you know redistributes everything as it sees fit based on based on need um, then people will, will still work very very hard they won't you know they won't work less because they're not getting getting less of the, uh, the proceeds themselves um, and I, I don't I don't really know why I haven't thought of this before um, and why I guess probably nobody else has, but people don't work very hard now. I mean, you know, now when you, you know, if you're if you're a beginner and you're 18 years old or whatever, and you know you've got your first job, you're you know you're going to be taxed at you know for the first you know 10 or 12 grand you're taxed at nothing. 
After that, you're taxed at 20% until you get to about 40 grand or whatever it is now. Um, so up until 40 grand, you're only taxed at 20% anyway. And people still don't work hard. So the idea that they're going to work harder and better when the state takes everything, that's for the birds. Um, yeah, I just wanted to, I wanted to jot that down. So I'm in the car again, and I can't really type and drive, so uh, just thought I'd record another message. Uh, I just had a, I just had a thought, um, you know, one of these kind of random things that comes into your head when, you, when you're driving. But uh, it's a question to, to left-wingers and leftists. And how do, if you're a leftist, how do you think businesses will hire more people if they can't make a profit? It's a really, really, really basic question. You know, they're all about kind of taxing businesses more, you know, because businesses are making money. How do, how do, you, how do you believe that, you know, that a small business gets to be a big business if they can't, if they're not making any money? How, how are they supposed to hire anybody? How are they supposed to grow? It just doesn't make any sense to me. So that's, that's a question for you if, you're, if you identify as uh, an idiot. Okay, so this is another another thought that I've had in the car. I'm on the on the way home now from from the shops. Um, so you see lots of people who will just describe themselves as being for, for example, free markets or free speech um, or indeed civil liberties. Uh, but I just want to make the point that you can't be for, for example, free speech without being for free everything. You know, someone like Piers Morgan, who may talk a reasonable game about free speech he's just yeah, he's, written, he's written a book about it i don't know how good it is not going to buy it um but he's been for absolutely every single authoritarian enhancement of the past year um we've had the biggest uh reduction in liberty in living memory um probably for you know probably since the second world war in some areas We've had, we've had, it's been worse, you know, when you can leave your house in the second war. Um, so you can't be for free speech, but be for absolutely totalitarian government in every other respect, because what do you think will happen? It's just, you know, they, they, they won't say, okay, you know what, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll take control of every single part of your life but speech. That'll never happen. So if you're for free anything, you need to be for free everything. It's the same for civil liberties. You know, people, people on the left often talk about how they're good for civil, liber civil liberties. Um, but unless you for every other kind of liberty, it doesn't make a difference. Because, you know, the, the wrong person, for want of a better term, will get in next time. Uh, you know, somebody will, um, uh, you know, people will vote for something democratically that you disagree with, that infringes on people's civil liberties. And it's because you've you've talked up the state, you know, for your, for your entire life. So it's um, it's all or nothing, I'm afraid. Okay, so third one today. This is just another thought I've had, uh, and it's it's about people like Toby Young, who I think is probably a textbook conservative, certainly a, a conservative of, of our era, like a, a modern day conservative. Um, although I think when when lots of people yearn. For the conservatives in the past, like Margaret Thatcher, I think I think Thatcher was the anomaly. I, you know, if you look before then to you know to Heath and people and you know conservatives through the ages, um, you know they haven't been great. Uh, I think Thatcher was uh, was one of, one of the best ones. But anyway, 
I think he's a, he's a textbook conservative in that he is so afraid of losing the institutions that he claims to love. And he may, he may well do. Um, but these conservatives are so frightened of, of losing their institutions that they would rather let the left wing get their own way. Um, they would rather let them have their own way with regards to any institution, whether it's the, whether it's education, schools, uh, whether it's the police, uh, whether it's the, <laughs> whether it's the NHS, whether it's the legal system, the armed forces. They are so frightened that if they don't let them have their way, these institutions may just crumble. That they yield every single time, and that's another reason why conservatives are rubbish, and they never really conserve anything. Just, just adding in on, on that point, um, I think it's it's got to the point now where a lot of these institutions are actually unrecognisable. You know, the conservatives have said, "Well, look, we'll just we'll just have, let them have their way a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit," and it happens again and again and again, and then they get to the point where they are no longer what they started, and they haven't been conserved at all. While we're on the subject of conserving and conservatism. I mean, you'd have, you'd have thought that there were certain things that you would want to conserve. Um, things like innocent until proven guilty, um, equality under the law, um, you know, a, a, as free a society as you can get, these, these kinds of things. Um, you know, the, the police not being able to knock on your door if you haven't committed a crime. Um, but all these things have gone out the window. And these are these are the absolute basics. If you can't conserve, if you can't conserve these, if you can't conserve innocent until proven guilty, if you can't have the police leaving people alone until they've committed a crime, at the moment they're they're you know you can have what's known as a non-crime hate incident, which is not breaking the law, and yet you'll be put on a register somewhere, and you're going to knock at your door or a, or a telephone call. It's absolutely outrageous. And these are, these are the you know the absolute minimum that you would want to conserve. These are not extras, these are not add-ons, these are, this is the absolute minimum. And if you can't conserve that, and we've basically had a conservative government for, you know, for almost 11 years now, if you can't conserve that, you are absolutely rubbish. So this is another thought, uh, just as I'm driving in the car, where I, I tend to have my best thoughts. <laughs> um, so this is, this is just... Um, the difference between another difference between capitalism and, and socialism or communism. So, in let's let's take if you take a commodity like gold, where you have to kind of mine it out of the ground, it's a resource. Uh, what you want to do is you want to just kind of you know you want, you want to kind of mine it for all it's worth. Uh, you want to kind of get as much out of it as you can. Um, but gold doesn't have you know it, gold doesn't have a, a personality. It's not sentient. It's not you know it's not alive. That's fine. You can you can mine gold, and you can you can you know you don't need to worry about its feelings. Um, whereas if you're talking about a human being, um, you know if you're if you want to get the best out of somebody, um, and you need to offer them something in return. Um, and this is where capitalism is good because in capitalism, if I want something from you, another human being. I have to offer you something to make it worth your while giving me whatever it is, whether it's a good or a service or anything like that at all. Um, whereas in socialism, socialism treats human beings like commodities. 
they're there to be farmed, to be milked, to be mined. Um, we need to get the most out of you as we possibly can and give you the bare minimum in return. Um, you know, from, from each according to his ability to each according to his needs. We need to get the absolute maximum out of you and, and that's it, which is why capitalism is a far, far more peaceful way of interacting with, with human beings. Welcome back. That was fantastic. I, I wasn't sure whether they'd be listenable at all. They were literally just me driving in the car. I mean, you can hear the indicators. You can hear like the, the frost warning light come on yeah. and me stop and start because I'm going round a roundabout. Um, I, they, thought, I thought it sounded listenable? great. I thought it sounded. Uh, I thought they sounded coherent. I thought they were they were clearly complete thoughts. And this is this is an issue that that I have sometimes is that by the time I've written something down, then it's lost some element of it, and I'm wondering now whether I should be recording recording my thoughts in in this way. Um, I mean, I, I hardly ever drive anywhere anymore. Um, this is obviously you just just pop into the local shops or whatever, and just your brain going off on one. But what a great way of recording stuff down. We get to use it here. We get to talk about it. But there's a wide range there. So just remind me what the first. Yeah. So the first one, the first one was going. So this is going back to another podcast or two that we did. It was yeah. about Elliot's Law. Of course, Elliot's Law. And I, and I recorded that over a month ago. Yes. And so these these are, these are thoughts from car journeys. I mean, basically the only time I go into the car is either to come here to see one of my mates yeah. or to go to the cash point. Yeah. So I think I'd have probably been going to a cash point and then coming back again. Um, so this was about Elliot's Law and it was around coalitions. Or, yeah, yes, so, so whether how they apply. Yeah, so whether, it, whether it's, you know, like the Conservatives and the, and the Lib Dems or, or, or other coalitions in general. I mean, you probably get it in, in places like Germany and Belgium. Um, Australia, yeah, yeah, and, and, and all these places where the you know the 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 more the more statist, which is normally the left, will always get their way because everybody else will yield because they don't want to get no law through. Okay, I want to I want to think about this, this a bit more. Obviously, the most recent coalition um, coalitions aren't something that you the UK sees very often at all. Thank goodness we had one. Well, because they're. Because they're, they're less good than a single party in charge. I think for that reason, you're going to get you're often going to get the the most statist party. So I guess it depends on who. This is what I'm. This is what I'm point I'm making. Okay, it so depends, our coalition was rubbish. It depends. We've not got enough examples in the UK, but in the case of the 2010 election, it was the Conservative Party that got the most seats. Uh, but that means that it gives a disproportionate amount of power to the smaller party, in this case, the uh, the Liberal Democrats, the so-called Liberal Democrat, Democrats. And and it obviously gives them a lot of power because it's like, well, either this works or, or I can you know, force another election or force a minority government. But because you had a notionally right wing and a notionally left, the smaller party was notionally left wing, that meant that, had, that the agenda had to go Leftwards. Sure, I think now, if, it, if it was if it was a coalition the other way, where the majority was Lib Dems and there was a small right wing party, I think the right wingers would have yielded a lot more than the Lib Dems would have done. That's that's very difficult. It's very difficult to quantify. I, I suppose I'm trying to think about examples in uh, on the continent. I mean, the, the, the Europeans love their coalitions, don't they? Uh, I'm trying to think of. Um, 
of Matteo Salvini and people like this. I'm, try I'm trying to think of where there have been people with what are considered to be right-wing uh, right policies and whether they've yielded or whether they've managed to managed to get them in, whether it's on immigration. Well, uh, I, think what, I, like think, I think what does tend to happen, um, and this is, this is something that happens with proportional represent, representation where you get these coalitions, in that what often happens, and, it, and it, the example I gave was mostly kind of based around the UK in that the left-wing parties, because they're the most status, tend to get their way. Um, I think in, in Europe where you get these other kind of broader coalitions, mm. what can often happen is the, for example, you might have a, a coalition made up of three or four parties, you know, mm. like in Germany or, 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 or Belgium and these other kind of places. And then what happens is the electorate will move one way. So the, the, main, the main party will lose their power ah. or lose as much of their power. And then what will happen is they'll actually move further status to regardless of which way it is so right wingers might might move further to the right left wingers will move further to the left even though the electorate has gone the other way so this is another reason why coalitions are awful because they don't reflect what people are voting for you know if, if you're if you're yes. you know angela merkel and you're you've got a coalition with a few parties and you suddenly your your vote share goes down a little bit you can go one way or the other and what they tend to do is again tend to tend to move further to the extremes regardless of what the electorate has chosen mm. Yeah. So it, it's not just it's not just everything moves leftwards. I think everything moves statewards. So yes. so yeah. If there was like, if there were two right wing parties, um, you know, in a coalition, and one of them, regardless of how big it was, wanted more regulation, they'd probably win. The same way if there were two left wing parties in, and and one wanted more, you know, more status, more nationalisation, they'd probably win, or they'd probably, they'd they'd, you know, they'd get an unfair share of the power because. You know, people just always want to move in that direction. We can't possibly be less statist. We can't possibly not get this law through. We need to get something through. And if it's more statist, that's far less dangerous than not passing a law. Yes, I think I think it is important to make that distinction. This is not a left-right thing. No, absolutely not. Because you can look at political parties as themselves coalitions. Um, you know, we've seen splits over the last few years. Groupy school schools, I love that word. Uh, you know, splitting off from the Labour Party, whatever. We've had you know people leave the Conservative Party as well. You know, most of this was over over Brexit um, or over anti-Semitism within uh, the Labour Party. The whole broad church concept, the concept that um, the Conservative Party can have, uh, you know, everyone. I was trying, trying. I was trying to think of extreme people on both on both sides, but that might might be unfair to even name names. But the idea that there are people in the Conservative Party that there well, there were that were very very pro free markets, and then lots of them who are very very pro social justice. Yeah, and and I'm 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 not afraid of offending people and naming names. You people like your Steve Bakers yield every single time. Yes, every single time. Yeah, you know Nanny Wollaston never used to yield. No, you know, and people, people like that. I, I think you're right. Um, and I was trying to think of when um, kind of Tony Blair took over the Labour Party, and so you could you could argue that the Labour Party was dragged more rightwards. Uh, old Labour was more old lefty, um, but it was still a move statewards. It was there still it was still moving statewards all point. the time. Yeah, it, it never they didn't they didn't do a. They didn't do a Thatcher. No, 
No, um, no, there was just there was just more and more state. So, I, th- I think Elliot's law holds up again. I'm glad. I'm glad because that was just something that that was kind of coming to me as I was driving to the shops. Yep. Um, Go on then. What was that? So, when we were moving to the next one. Yeah. So the second one was. Uh, oh yes. Yeah, so, to socialism at this point. Yeah. So this was this is about socialism, and there's there's an idea that, um, you know, you can just raise the taxes of individuals, <laughs> and people will still continue to work hard. Right, was that when you're talking about companies? When you're talking no, about businesses? One. No, that's another one. Or was that the next one? Yeah, you're skipping ahead. Oh, sorry. sorry. There have been, been so many of these things. Yeah, this, this one was the idea that people will still work hard or work equally hard. Oh, this was the one I loved because you um, said people don't work hard now. That's the one because <laughs> they don't. People don't work hard now. How do you productivity think? is in the toilet, isn't it? And pe- people, people talk about the productivity failures that we've had. In the you know in the UK for the last you know how about, oh, it's decades plus now years, yeah, it's yeah. decades now, um, but you know and this is politicians and nobody's doing anything about it. Nobody's thinking you know why don't we tax people a bit less? Maybe they'll be a bit more productive. Yeah. No, we'll just continue to tax them. There's this idea that people will still work hard, particularly the rich people, the entrepreneurs, the you know the people who are, you know the, the wealth creators. Oh, they'll they'll work just as hard as we tax them back to the Stone Age. So there was the raising. This is 2010 to 2015. There was the raising of the um, the tax-free allowance um, up from kind of five, six grand right up to ten or twelve, I think it is. It is now. So that did lower the taxes uh, for a lot of people um, during during the coalition years. Um, that's that was quite that was quite freedom oriented. That was lowering of taxes. After all your comments of coalitions, yeah, but, but think, think of the dire straits that the, the country had to get into before they could even get that on the table. Oh well, but you see, I think well the only the only reason they were able to do that is because the Lib Dems had a policy that was, you know, was 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 raising that taxable allowance. Um, I mean, that was an odd time. I remember, the Lib Dems had some odd policies for them at that at that point, but. And the overall, tax over, burden overall went saying, up. Overall tax went up. All and they did the, was they just, they just made it, you know, slightly better for well low earners. And this was the point I wanted to make. You pointed out a personal tax rate. You know, you, you're on twenty percent or you're on more. And and for me, that's just all part of the part of the smoke and mirrors. You know, we, we are the headline income tax rates are something. If not that you you. You don't necessarily know them yourself, but those people who have a paycheck, yeah, they have a they have a pay slip. You know how much you earn, and you know how much is taken from you. I I, I think I think a lot of people don't really take into account how much. I don't I don't want to I don't want to derail this conversation, but I think most people, if you said, how much are you taxed every year? They wouldn't be able to say. No, I, I I agree with that. But the the point is that they there's probably more a sense of that than there is all of the other taxes oh, sure. yeah. everywhere. People know their income gets taxed. Well, this scotch that we're drinking. Yeah. You know, think of think of the tax on on alcohol. Yeah. Um, well, I was I was talking to you the other day about maybe buying some silver. Sure. And uh, whereas when you buy when you buy gold. You can buy it capital gains tax free and VAT free, 
So that to me seems like a very sensible thing to do. Silver, you've got to pay VAT on it. So Im immediately, 20% goes to the government. The government. The government makes on that whether I win or lose on my investment. They've made 20% regardless. And you've got to make 20%. I've got to make before, more than 20%. Before you even get, before you break even, you've yes. got to make 20% on There's that. There's got to be a 20% gain. So that that's just that's just crazy. That's just crazy. So there are, there are taxes everywhere. And I mean, the tax burden is up. Isn't it up at a near 50-year high? Yeah, I think so. I think so. It's about 1970, I think, the last time that the tax burden as a proportion was, was this high. I'm not even sure it's necessarily the best, uh, the best measure. Um, nowadays, but people are taxed all over the place. So it, it's not even as simple as just lowering people's personal tax rates. Uh, you, you could you could eliminate income tax tomorrow, and I don't know what. How much difference do you think it would make to how hard people actually worked? Um, I think I think it would make a difference. I think I think it certainly would make a difference because if you think think of the amount that you I mean it, think about the amount the, the tens of thousands of pounds that you or I are taxed every single year, I mean it, it would it would make a difference to me. Um, oh, to how hard you work. That's that's so. the question. I'm yeah, not, I think so. so. You obviously you and I would have a lot more money in our pockets. Most most people would certainly middle income people and higher. Um, but with all the other stuff you get taxed on. Is that have we just come up with a great policy? Just eliminate income tax, and everyone will be happier. I mean, that's, that's obviously it's not perfect because we want to eliminate all the other taxes as well. Right, but think about, I mean, this this obviously would act as a stimulus because you and I would spend more. Sure, and we would spend more on things. I might buy some silver, or or we would, or we even if we're not spending it, we would be investing it somewhere, and yeah, we be putting money in the bank, and other people would be right. be able to to use it. It's, I need to complete... I need to stop you right there. Because that is not what politicians want you to do with your money. They want you to spend. They think everything's driven by consumption. Yeah, it's not what they want you to do, but it's not. It's that's still what's good for the economy. How do you think people can yep. borrow money if nobody puts it in the bank? I know. I I know this. I know this. But they they would consider it a failure if if money's not circulating. They they want they want you to spend it. Um, but but they would. I mean. People are in that culture of spending now. Um, most people aren't just going to put that money away. Um, having said having said that, I think when you when you when you think about the way businesses have been treated over the last twelve months, uh, I, I would be surprised if most of them aren't thinking about developing some kind of war chest um, uh, in, in order to be able to survive times like this, because this is not going to be the last one of these. In our in our lifetime, no, and the next one might actually be serious. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, I mean, you're right. Politicians do talk about consumption all the time. Yeah, um, which is kind of back to back to Brave New World, um, you know, that kind of yeah. that, that kind of thing. And but if they if people actually stop saving, if people actually stop saving, nobody would be able to borrow anything. Yeah, and then the people at the bottom would drastically lose out and the whole economy would fail. It's you're on a hiding to nothing. Yeah. So they've they've got no, absolutely no idea. Let's go back to your original point though. Your original point was people don't work hard. Hey, yeah, and and of course people aren't going to work harder if you tax them more yeah, or, or equally as hard. Yeah. Um I think I think the best example of that from the last year is is um is the furlough scheme. 
You know, people are being paid to do nothing. So what's the incentive to work? You know, <clears throat> I've, I've, I know people who've, who've been like, you know, come on, please furlough me. I want to I want to sit on my ass and get paid for it. That That's what happens when you pay people, <laughs> you know, to do nothing. And... Or, or any any department in the public sector. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, I suppose it's very difficult to measure <laughs> how hard people are actually working when when you're taxing this much. But I mean, you could you, so yeah. But if you if you look at if you lined up countries um, uh, that were you know with with regards to productivity, yeah, who are the most product, productive and who are the who are the worst. You know damn well that the socialists will be down the bottom, yeah. and the capitalists will be at the top. Yeah, um, that's just, you know that's always that's always what happens. Look at the most look at Singapore and and Hong Kong and places like this that were, that started off from nothing, yeah, and then overtook Britain within like thirty years. And even and even obviously the the US largest economy in the world, sure. um, you know, lots of regulation, um, but lower taxes in uh, in most in most states. Yeah. Okay. Right. On to your next one. More, more socialism. I think. Um, yeah. So this was my question to leftists: Is that how how do you expect businesses to grow and to hire more people when you tax them so much? So I think they. I mean, obviously they they've got no idea. And it's not it's not just it's not just I mean expanding they've got on no idea. Yeah, expanding on my own thought. It's not just taxing. It's it's taxes. It's extreme regulation. It's the minimum wage. All these things uh, are just preventing businesses from hiring more people because there's so much bureaucracy they have to pay them a minimum amount even though this person might be on the streets and quite happy to work for a pound under the minimum wage yeah but they're just unskilled they're not worth any more yeah um the minimum wage is a tragedy for unskilled or low skilled workers it's, it's as simple as that it's the only people that it that it affects uh yeah that it wipes out it stops their their chances of work um at all um, no, absolutely. Um, I was just thinking about something else, which is something that's happening right now. I believe that someone told me today that this is to do with the uh, the EU trying to stop the vaccine exports or whatever. From the oh, there's been so uh, there's so much hilarity. With France was my favourite. France was had put a temporary ban on the AstraZeneca vaccine, yeah. while simultaneously suing them for not giving them enough. <laughs> it's like, do you want do you want it or, you not? Want or not? Make your bloody mind up. But what I how what French? I, how <laughs> very French. French? Yeah. Um, no. What what my colleague told me was that the the capital outflows, or at least the stuff of capital inflows into the EU, has like dramatically shifted over the last few weeks, uh, because of all these threats or actually the the action of 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 stopping these companies from trading, of shutting these factories down, of saying no, you cannot trade. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna stop you from um, uh, from completing a contractual trade that you know that you that you've made. Um, what what company wants to operate in a place where the state can just come in at a time when of their choosing and and shut you down? Yeah, where, where's left though? I guess. Because that's happened all around the world. Well, rel- relatively speaking, the UK compared to Europe right now. Sure, yeah, sure. And yeah. so, if you want, if you want to be in this area of the world, uh, then then you are more likely to probably invest in in the UK. Um, and that that's not. I mean, that's 
That's saying something, though, isn't it? Mm. As to as as to just being re- relatively good compared to compared to that as a regime. Again, going back to your original point, they don't know how to run businesses. They've got they've got no idea. And if a business is taxed um, highly, uh, then they just assume that the the they don't they don't believe profits should exist. Well, yeah. So that that's my point. So let's go back. Let's go back to Marx. Okay. And, yeah. And let's let's. You know, he, he talks about excess value. So as a capitalist, I'm making money out of the people working for me. Okay, he calls that, this profit, he calls that excess value and he believes that should be distributed for all the workers. So if all the workers get all the profit and I get nothing, or let's say I get the same share as everybody else. Yes. Okay, so the, the profit is split between all of us. Yeah. How do we hire another person? Yeah. One single more person, how do we do that? Yeah. How do we? How do we? Some of our how do you, how some do you of our buy, equipment breaks down, and we need some say, more capital goods. How do we pay for yeah. that? Yeah. Well, how, how did you buy the factory in the first place? How did you buy the land? How did you buy? How did you hire the first person? Yeah. How did I? <coughs> how did I make the tools? How did I do well, anything? Well, okay. Let's say. Let's say that you were um, that your evil capitalist father gave you all of this money, and you inherited it, uh, and then you and then you spent it all. Um, it, does that does that mean you shouldn't be allowed to get any of it back? As in, you invested money. Well, let's say that you made your money by working in one of these factories, and you were just you, you were one of these workers, and you were just being paid a regular wage. But you 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 saved and you well, saved scrolling away saved, for years exactly, uh, and then you decided to risk your money by buying just a small factory, just a small just a room somewhere with a loom, yeah, uh, and and the only way that you could pay someone to work was to pay them out of your money and you were going to go hungry in order to pay someone because you thought that if you made enough money putting your capital together with the the place, with the tools and the person's labour, that you'd be able to make enough money for that. If you had to just give it to them again, well, it's not going to go anywhere, is it? This is exactly the point you're making. Well, yeah, and and what's this, this, this person that I've hired... Why should he get exactly the same amount as me when I've paid? I've, I've, yeah, I've worked for twenty years. I've saved up. I've, I've, I've bought the. I've, you know, I'm hiring the room. I've bought the loom. Like you say, I'm going hungry because I'm, I'm in debt for all this. Yeah. Why? Why should he, who turns up, yeah, with nothing, get get the same as me? Yep. Doesn't make any sense whatsoever, does it? No. I think that. And that's taken us thirty seconds to, to oh, demolish totally. that. Mo- modern times. Yeah. There are, and this is all, we can take this all back to state rules, okay, all of it, to state regulators, to, to, to law, to bad laws, is, is this the idea that, I mean, the, the, the kind of evil capitalist of today is one that just builds everything on debt. They're not coming with anything personally themselves. They're just financing everything. It's, it's, it's clever tricksy financial instruments and and here we go here's a company and i've borrowed six billion pounds and there we go and oh it failed i'll never mind now that i'm sure you'd agree would be you know currently considered to be bad capitalism or crony capitalism even if you know that corporatism it absolutely it's defined wrongly these are the kind of things where people say that capitalism needs to be rebooted or something like that no, we just need to, without without we sound like a socialist, we need to give it a try. We need to have real capitalism. <laughs> yeah, well, but this is, again, it's the, it's, the, it's the presence of an awful lot of stupid... Well, in fact, that there, the example I've just given there, 
is all linked back to the money supply. It, yeah, there's, there's, there's too much cash of no value. This, this comes back to, this comes back to gold again. It comes back to commodities. It comes back to uh, you know the worth of, of the coin, uh, and, and and who controls interest rates and all of that. That's where that comes from. Uh, they, it's the, it's you know, it's everything built on sand. It's just inflate your way out, and what that encourages is this kind of behaviour. Because if the money's not real to you, money's not real to me either. Sure. And just to just to go back on what I said about real capitalism never having been tried. Obviously, it's tried all the time, and yeah. it works. You know, you've got individual businesses who are com- who are completely capitalist, and they you know, and they are massive successes. Um, whereas in socialism, when they say real socialism has never been tried, they can't they can't even make it work on a small scale. They yeah. can't even they can't even get into a commune together and and have a successful business. I mean, how how long has socialism been around for? Two hundred and fifty years or whatever. Name me a successful socialist business. No such thing. It, is, it doesn't happen. Whereas there are massively, there are millions of successful capitalist businesses. So even, even though, even though the idea of completely laissez-faire capitalism has never been tried, and you know, for, for want of a better term, this kind of better, this, this kind of democratic socialism has never been tried yeah, yeah, either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do both of those things if you want to on your own. Yeah. And see which one's better. See which one has worked, and see which one has never worked. I like uh, the Euron Brook quote. It's yeah. Anywhere it's tried, to the extent that it's been tried, this is capitalism. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it, it has worked. Yeah, any, any, worked any amount to any level. It, 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 exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, so, should we move on to the next yes. one? Yes. So th- this one was this one was having a having a, a slight pop at, at Piers Morgan. Um, oh yeah. This is so. This was if you're and I gave the example of free speech because Piers Morgan had just written a book on on free speech, but. My point well, is, he's now been fired, or he stormed off, or you know, whatever. Yeah, I see. I think that might have all have been staged. He's like, I've got a book coming out. I'm going to walk off. It will get you some ratings. It will get me some, you know, get me some book, you know, uh, some people to buy my book. Um, I'm, I'm skeptical about. That. I think it might he have all been orchestrated. Have the next job lined up. You'll see him sure. pop up on GB News or whatever. Yeah. I, th- I think that could have been orchestrated. But aside from that, my point is that if you're not for free everything, you're not for free anything. Not really. I mean, it's it's think, it's all or nothing. I you think, can't you can't be for free speech, but then be like Piers Morgan. I want the whole country locked down, like Fort Knox, right. indefinitely. Piers Morgan isn't for free speech. I've not read his book. I don't I don't need to read his book. He's not for free speech. He's for some free speech. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you and I are the only people I know who are for absolute free speech. Yeah. I mean, we talk, we talk free about free speech has never been tried. <laughs> I mean, we talk about there being few people who dislike the NHS and few libertarians and few there's anarchists. Quite, there's quite a few people who dislike the NHS. Now, yeah, so I think. But but yeah. and and the BBC and these kind of things, and they're yeah. kind of getting smaller, smaller it's numbers. Growing. And we joke about being only being a handful of libertarians in the country and all that kind of thing. I think Christian Neal is not jokes about there being twelve. Yeah, that's probably that's probably about right. Um, within those libertarians, the number the the number of them who actually want absolute free spin free speech to the point with being able to I'm incite violence in this room. are in this room yeah. in these chairs. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's just us. Yeah. But I, I don't I don't want to read his book. No, I don't. Um, but I think I, I don't think he wants to change the law from where it is. For example, I don't no. think I don't I don't I don't, I don't think he's he's not going to be like us and say it needs to be absolute free speech, 
for everything. But I think he's yeah. he's for free speech as much as any classical liberal is. Not that he's a classical liberal, but he's, I think he's probably at that level. I think speech. he's for pseudo free speech. And so that's this is, I, I as you said just now, nobody's for repealing the incitement laws. No, nobody. So in that context, I still think he's for free speech that gets him good TV ratings. I think that's that's the type of free speech he likes. He likes a provocative interview where he gets to school someone that he doesn't like, but that's on that's on his show in the name of free speech. That to, that is the only extent he likes free speech is to get ratings. I think he left GMB um, uh, because he reached the absolute. He reached the point where the ratings topped or beat the BBC that day or something and then he left he was like you couldn't have picked a, perf- a more perfect moment to leave he's like job done and you annoyed me but it was all me and the only way down is from here so you think if he plummets and he gets to the point where he's unhirable for whatever reason people just have had enough of him you know, I mean we can hope for that's hope not going to happen no okay, <laughs> anyway, so if he gets to that point do you think he'll do you think he's not actually for free speech at all? It's just where he's making money out of it. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So- I, think, I think he's just an opportunist. I think he's an opportunist with with a particular set of skills. I'm I mean, not that's- denying them. I I agree with a an alarmingly large amount of what he says sometimes. So well, it's annoying. I, I hate I hate agreeing with him. Well, so the the, the thing about with about me again, Merkel. Um, yeah. Was that was like the first time I'd agree with him for probably a year. Well, yes. So this last year, it's been very easy to disagree with him. Yeah. Um, but then, I mean, you have to, you have to give it to him. I don't want to make this into a into a positive part of it. <laughs> you have to give it to him. He he did leave in style. Um, I I don't think he stormed off in style. No, I was going to say he, he flounced. Didn't he, he flounced out. Um, but that guy. I mean, that the the weatherman guy. Um, I. I don't, I don't rate him particularly. No, I'm, I'm surprised Piers Morgan um, didn't destroy him, to be honest. Yeah, um, but the like the press conferences that he did for like a couple of days after, um, the, the way he described, the way he described the the Meghan Markle and anything she said, you know, just just not believing any of that bilge and all of this, all of this stuff. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't believe her if she read me a menu. All, all of this stuff, you can't, you can't deny. That is that is gold, and and that nobody else is willing to say it, but not being willing to say it is not the same as free speech. Yeah, I mean, and, and I think he's just are... a provocateur. Sure. That's why sometimes we like what he says. Yeah, I think I think there are lots of people, and this is why free speech. This is why the left used to be for free speech when they were kind of when they were the underdogs. Oh, we need we need free speech. Is the right that's uh, that's kind of oppressing us, and that's and and, and when yeah. when the right were kind of more in power. Um, certainly from a cultural point of view um, they were probably the ones uh, that were more oppressive and then it's kind of flipped the other way now and the left are like ah oh, we're in control now yeah. we're going to be the ones that are against free speech because we want to maintain the status quo whereas back in the yeah. day it was the right that wanted to maintain the status quo and reducing free speech is a way to maintain the status quo so people are, there are lots of people who are only for it because they don't get the opportunity to speak if, they, if, if, if lots of people are on the left, because you know you go onto Twitter and basically everybody's a leftist these days, yeah. um, 
they don't mind the right getting shut down because it's not them. It doesn't affect them. Yeah. I'm all right, Jack. Yeah. So you do get a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. We've kind of strayed from from your point, which was that. Well, yeah, you need to be, be you need to, you need to be free everything because if you if you're for free something, but you're for massive statism in every other area, what do you think is going to happen? The the point I wanted to make was that I think freedom of speech is is fairly fairly fundamental to the freedoms. I think that's kind of the point you're making. It's a it's one of those foundation stones. You can't really have any other freedom if you don't have freedom of speech. Yeah, but my point was you can't have freedom of speech truly if you don't have the other freedoms as well. Yeah. Because freedom of speech will absolutely get curtailed. Yes. Yeah. No, agree so it's because so lots of people will say freedom of speech is a bedrock. Even people on the left will say freedom of speech is a bedrock, and I'm absolutely for freedom of speech, other than insulting environment and stuff. But they're for status and everything else. Is your point that that's happen. just? Is your point that that's just contradictory? Is that? Is, is that? It's contradictory and it's naive. If you think if you think the people that yeah. you're gonna that you're gonna put in charge who are who are in charge of every single aspect of your yeah. life are gonna suddenly leave your speech alone. Yeah, you've got another thing coming. Yes, yeah. it's, it's naive. On to the next one. Okay, so this was a bit... Of, so seven and eight were kind of conservative bashing. Ah, yes, you did do a bit of conservative bashing. So this was the... In the, a few different ways Yeah, here. so the first one was... They can't conserve anything. Well, no, 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 you, you're jumping ahead oh, again. sorry, sorry. Jumping ahead. The first one was that the conservatives are so afraid that their constitutions will fail. They'll often let... Institutions. Institutions, sorry. <laughs> that they're, they're institutions... <laughs> was that a Freudian slip? I, I think it might have been... Conservatives are so afraid that their institutions will fail that they will let the left get their get their own not completely get their own way, but they'll let them have their own way for a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more because they don't they don't want them to fail. We must we we, we must we must yield to the left a little bit because um, they don't want the institution to be destroyed. They don't want the institution to be destroyed. They don't if they give the, if they think if they give the left their way a little bit when the left get in charge, maybe they'll get we'll get our way a little bit and yeah. and, and we'll, we'll keep maintaining it. And then what they happens is. It never happens, and what happens is it gets to a point where they are absolutely unrecognisable. Yes, and they haven't really conserved anything at all. Yeah. So this was this was just. I mean, in a nutshell, it's conservatives are useless and they don't conserve a thing. Yes. Um, I think there are, there are there are very few, there are very few conservatives, with the truest definition of of that word, left. And it, okay, and even even if they are true conservatives now. Why are they true conservatives? Because what is worth con- what is worth conserving? That was the next point I was going to make. Why would you want to conserve these institutions that have been utterly taken over? Yeah, and and, and at what at what point do you decide you're no longer a conservative because it's got that bad that you want to be something else? And why is that point not right now? Yeah, well, I think you can kind of say that you and I reached that point some point over the last. <laughs> You know, ten, fifteen years, essentially. Yeah, I mean, I quickly dropped off a cliff from <laughs> from, yeah. from then on. But um, yeah, yeah, there was certainly a point when we thought, you know, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want, I no longer want the status quo. I need to, we need to roll everything back. Yeah. Um, and and get more freedom oriented for sure. Yeah, I think, I suppose there are, there are still some some liberal conservatives left. Well, yeah, so that do want to shrink the size of the state. But it's classic power corrupt stuff, isn't it? It's as soon as they get into power, then that all just melts away and the state increases. I mean, you get everything from 
George Osborne, you know, in the early days, um, you know, right up to right up to Steve Baker now. Yeah. Um, they, they they bottle it or they get. I mean, the the you know the, the kind of shadier side is you know that they get you know walked into a dark room somewhere and you know told all the secrets of the world and that you can't do this and whatever and somehow they get turned. Uh, I'm not I'm not entirely sure whether I believe kind of that that side of things, but certainly and this, they get this, corrupted. This could be this could be an example another example of Elliot's law as well, in that so because they're afraid of the the constitution I'm saying it again. Because they're afraid of, <laughs> because they're afraid of the institutions failing. Um, and they they'd rather have a, a massive bureaucratic big institution than no institution at do you all. Think, do you think Elliot's law. Do you think that they think one day, one day we'll be able to make it right again. One day we will they be able to shrink. They've had an 80-seat majority I, for a year I, and they've done sod all. What do they want? I know this. <laughs> I'm saying, is that part of the insanity? Just one more election. I mean, it Just is... Just one more vote. Just one more law. If we're only given one more term, it's tomorrow it never comes, isn't it? But tomorrow, it, it has come. It came at the last general election. They've done nothing, so I don't think that I don't think that's it. I mean, what more? What more do they want? Yeah, I mean, they, they should they should have been they should have been thinking right. Eighty seat majority. They should be rubbing their hands together. Right. No, what can we do? No, what no, can we do no, the, no. in the first hundred days? Let's just repeal this, repeal this, repeal this. No, but that's not Boris Johnson. The, the the people we're talking about are the absolute minority. Again, there's probably six of them in the Conservative Party in in the in the House of Commons. So you're, you're talking like, like like the Conservative Party that won, like Boris and his chums, were, and again, this is how it's spun, isn't it, in, in the media, were this, somehow this group of libertarians. It's utter nonsense. You and I, read, you and I a year ago, more than a year ago, sorry, this is in the run-up to 20, the 2019 election, we reviewed, you, <laughs> you read the manifestos, or at least you tried. Sure. Um, I... There was no way I could do it. Uh, I think I think I I think I glanced at the green page of the Conservative but Party. But this manifesto. is my point: in the Conservatives aren't Conservatives. Yes. So I, just, well, I think we're agreeing. Well, yeah, but you were just saying that. Well, why didn't they do it this time in the eighty-seat majority? Because they didn't win an eighty-seat majority. The 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 lefty Green Party won an eighty-seat majority. The the biggest authoritarians that this country has ever seen won an 80 seat majority and the results are 2020 and 2021 on to the next one yeah no i'm just i'm just trying to I'm, so i guess um, i guess we are agreeing so my so i was saying that conservatives are rubbish yeah and you're just saying that they don't they basically don't exist yeah i'm saying there's so few of them that are even conform to what you've described there as as conservative even the socialists there's not very many of them left now they're outright, yeah, they're outright run for the state. They are, they are right. Well, I, I've never really agreed with the characterization of the of these, you know, hard right. They're the Conservative Party being this hard right um, organization, um, but that's certainly been more evident in the last twelve months. Uh, you know that they they want a state solution to absolutely everything, including whether you're allowed to go out your house. Yeah, I mean it's it's it's. Hard right and hard left, isn't it? It's a hard centrism again. Like. Hard, hard centrism. Yeah, I've been wondering whether to do a, a left-right game. 
with some COVID stuff. I think we did it. We did it early we did on. It earlier. Yeah. I, I, I wonder if there's any more to do. We'll maybe maybe hold that thought. Yeah. So the next one is more conservative bashing. You'll be pleased to know. Yes. Um, and this was so I, I named a few things. Um, you know, things like innocent until proven guilty. Ah, yeah, yeah. You know, equality under the law. Some yeah. absolute fundamentals. And my point was that if you if you cannot conserve these things, then the the rest doesn't really matter. You know, innocent until proven guilty, for example, is you know, I mean, that's it's a miracle that we've even got that to begin with. Um, oh, we've not had that for some time, have we? I think that's. I mean, Keir Starmer, remember, was was the head of public prosecutions. Yeah, but with the non-crime hate incidents, they come in. They came in under ah, the Tory government. I know that's that's different. That's that's the police will will come and see you when you haven't broken a law. Sure, I don't think that's anything to do with innocent until proven guilty. That you know that. Okay, that's that stretches back that, further. That's that's guilty with the inability to prove yourself innocent. That's probably even worse. Yeah, well, that's that's using that's using the police as as the arm of the state to enforce your culture war, isn't it? Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, but if you can't conserve that, but you're but you're right. This, this is in, the absolute bedrock. Didn't that come in in the in the coalition again? Uh, was it later? I think that? it was later than that. I think it was later. I think it was like 2016, 2017, something like that. God. Might have even been later. Non-crime it wasn't, wasn't that long ago. But again, okay, right. Um, this is again where... This is this is a right-wing government. This is a right-wing party. Is it? The we've, party of law and order. Yeah, but we've, we've, said, we've said for the past year or so... That they Fascists. Are, they are hard centrists. They are properly. There are some proper left-wing parts of it. I don't think you can just say that conservatives okay. are, are a right-wing party. Okay. We would have to it, throw the last thirty podcasts. This, away if we this did bit that. of it, I'm I'm talking about the classic, the party of law and order stuff. Yeah, and that's that, and and the the love of regulation. Yeah, this is this is the the the. The bill to stop the protests and, and all this other kind of stuff. This is Pretty Patel looking like the the Iron Lady or whatever. I mean, it's all nonsense, but it it's it's to appeal to a certain base, isn't it? Yeah, but then they can't. Then they've got you know they've got like policemen dressing up, wearing dresses, painting their police cars with rainbow colours bending the knee when it comes to some protests, yep. yet when people stand in a park at the weekend protesting about lockdown, they'll come at them like a ton of bricks. Yeah. So the police are out the window now, yep. as far as I'm concerned. Um, they, can't, they can't conserve anything. Yeah, they keep giving them more powers. They keep giving the police more powers, including the power to come and talk to you if you've said a, um, uh, a, a mean, bit of a... Yeah, a mean word on the internet, for example. Yeah, yeah a bit of a hurty tweet. Yeah. So and, and my point is, if you can't get that right, no, the rest, you, the rest no doesn't way. doesn't really no matter. No. Yeah, it's, it, that's that's the bedrock, and everything else will collapse. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they haven't they haven't got rid of it. They're still you can still be held. I mean, the terrorism laws. I mean, you can still be held without charge. Oh, how how long is something ridiculous? It's, it's it? still like thirty days. Or something, yeah, isn't it's, it? it's, it's about a month or something. You, you isn't probably it? remember back when it was you know the arguments whether it should be ninety days and all of this. There's I mean, they, they, I think, didn't they rebrand some of the orders, control orders or something? I mean, 
there's a there's a hideous amount of stuff. And again, that's what just kidnapping. Is, that's just kidnapping. State kidnapping, absolutely. And and what what they do is is the police will use these laws to to uh, they'll, they'll interpret them in a certain way in order to get someone on something that's completely unrelated. And this is where people start getting arrested for terrorism offences when they've done something completely different. Well, look, we live in a police state now. Well, what what about what about um, it's like when they got when they got Darren Grimes. That was some legislation meant for something else, wasn't it? Was it? I can't remember what it was, but it was, it was legislation designed for a particular purpose, and they just butchered it and used it to, yeah. to, to nab him. They do that all the time. Happens all the time. They do that all the time. So the last one is is um, you'll be pleased to know we're back at back. We've we've had enough of conservatism now. This back is to socialism. Bashing socialism. Socialism. So this is my point: that socialists treat people like commodities. This is there to be farmed oh, yes. and mined. And we need to get the absolute maximum out of you. you know, from each according to his ability, you must work as hard as possible. And in return, you'll get what you need. But if, if you're lucky, you, you might starve to death. Yeah. I, no, I thought this was... This is a great one. This they is a great they don't, one they don't treat humans like, who, like human beings. You know, they're, no. they're worse than, than they treat cattle. Yeah. But they think that human beings are just in that same animal kingdom kind of thing if you if you just work them hard enough if you crack the whip if you condition them in a certain way uh yeah no i th- i thought your i thought your analogy was was really good i can't i can't really add to that much i, di- I didn't know where you were going when you were first talking about gold and i wondered whether you were going to try and compare uh, compare people to gold in that sense but it was a great way of it, explaining it kind of, yeah it kind of, it kind how, of was. yeah yeah uh, but i thought it was a great way of explaining it I've never really thought about it in those terms before. I've never really thought about the concept. I've I've not thought behind the words, behind the words, for each, um, according to their ability. I've, I've never, I've never really analysed that phrase. I think I think I did it early on in the podcast, saying it was one of the most sinister things I've ever read in my yes. entire life. But we, it's been a long time since we've since we've done that. Well, here here at Sounding Board, uh, we're quite happy to bash. Um, all the political parties and, and the left and the right, um, but I, I, there's, I do have a soft spot for bashing socialism and communism. I mean, it is, it's easier, I think. Well, yeah, because it's 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 so stupid. It's so against human nature, against again, it's against ethics. It's against you, you name it. Yeah, and, and there are, there are obviously lots of examples where it's gone completely catastrophically wrong. Yeah, um, to the tune of hundreds of million dead. But the, the thing is, it's still it's still popular because people can read it and not take it in. Um, but what I what I like to do, what I like to do is, and we have probably haven't done this for a while, is I like I like attacking people, or you know, like pe- you know, attacking. So let's say we're on socialists now. So I like attacking socialists for the things that they attack others on. So, for example, this is something. This is another one I didn't record, yeah. but I, I wrote down in my notepad because I wasn't driving at the time. One of your good thoughts. So, yeah, one of my, well, yeah, one, one of my above average thoughts. Hopefully, <laughs> do you have bad thoughts? And <laughs> <laughs> um, that I, I, I will argue. I would argue that socialism is the greediest of all ideologies. Oh yes, because you know they, they talk. They talk, you they want talk other about people's money. They talk about capitalism being greedy, but you know, socialists. It's all about. It's all about everyone else doing exactly what you want and paying for all the things that you like. Yeah, that's socialism. It's it's by far the greediest. So the this idea that capitalism is greedy, 
It's like you know, I, 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 if I, if I want something, I have to work hard for it, and I have to give you something yeah. in order for you to give me something. This Whereas is, socialism is about forcing everybody to do exactly what you want. This is what you see. It's easy to bash the left, but when we bash the right, or at least when we bash supposed free market people on the right, because let's face it, there aren't any free market people on the left. It's a disappointment, don't you think? When, I mean, I haven't watched a political programme in a long time, but seeing where there's an open goal, where they can make these points, but what, so and why they is, never do. Why, when, why when, when anybody is on the TV with Owen Jones, yeah. why are they not saying that to him? Yeah. Why are they not challenging him like that? Yeah. You are greedy. You want me to do everything that you say and pay for everything that you like. And not just me, the entire population. You're yep. the most greedy person I know. Yep. Why aren't they saying that to him? He's just he's unchallenged all yep. the time. Yeah. And so is every other socialist. You know, everyone, people from Navarra Media are on TV all the time and they're just given an absolute free pass. Yeah. I, I agree. And this is, this is why they're a disappointment. This is why the rights are a disappointment. This is why the Conservative Party are a disappointment. It's why most journalists in, in, in the public eye are a disappointment because nobody goes back to first principles ever and, and nobody argues from, from even these really quite basic points of view, I think. Yeah, and people, people often take, people will often take what socialists say you know, at face value and not think it through, not bother to do the thought experiment yes. and think, okay, if we try this out, what actually could happen? Well, socialists, leftists, they love the, the simple sounding, the, the soundbite. They, they, they like those sweeping statements about fairness and equality and, uh, and about helping people and, you know, you just take the, you just take the poor, we're for the poor, you know. And, and no one, no one takes the time to explain what they're really talking about or what that really means and how the opposite is true. Um, the, it is a more difficult path sometimes. It is, it is to, to explain the consequences of these policies can take longer. And so, again, the, 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 the media doesn't... The, the formats of these of these programs don't fit for that. You've just got to kind of say something they, quickly, they, they don't, get your points in. There are then, enough examples for you not to need to explain everything and just say, look, yeah, that was tried in Cambodia, that was tried in China. Yeah. I'm, I don't have time now to tell you why it doesn't work. But look at these dozen examples where it has been tried yeah. and it's failed catastrophically and hundreds of millions of people have died every single time. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just, it's just not done. After... Um, after you did a little bit of Toby Young bashing earlier, um, I, I, I do remember uh, one of the last times I did watch a political programme, and it was one of these daily, middle-of-the-day BBC politics shows, and Toby Young was on it. And I remember him saying something about socialism and something about ending up with eating your pets. And it was <laughs> that, that, that was a good example of, just say it. Just, just say it, because that... That's the truth. That's where it ends up. Yeah. You end up eating your pears. I saw, I, I, just when we're talking about quotes, um, there was a fantastic one from, from Dave Smith, the uh, kind of oh, yeah. libertarian comic. He's, he's brilliant. And he was talking about, I think, how he was arguing with, I think he was talking about, like, he was in the past when he was at college or something, and he, like, one of his tutors was talking about 
socialism and there, there was this there was this idea that you must have heard it's kind of banded around all the time that socialism works on paper but you know it doesn't work in practice and he's like it doesn't even work on paper he's like hang on a second if something doesn't work in practice then it does then it doesn't it categorically doesn't work on paper yeah. if you have a blueprint for a building and you can't build a building from it it's not a valid blueprint <laughs> so <laughs> that idea is just shot um and i thought it's yeah, it's so true. But these are the kind of terms that people people accept, aren't they? People still think you, you can talk to most people and they'll go, "Oh, yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice idea in theory." That's the kind of phrase they'll use. But as we've as we've proven in thought experiments, it doesn't even work in theory because no. it doesn't it doesn't scale. It doesn't scale. As soon as you get no. to a certain size, you have to have administrators. That's where it all goes. It falls wrong. down under minimal scrutiny. But you see, that's another thing: is that people are people are considered to be, you, you you are considered to be nice if you're if you're on if you're on the left. One thing that I really hate, interestingly, they never ever said it about John McDonnell, but of Jeremy Corbyn, it was like, oh yeah, but he's a nice guy. He's such he's such a nice guy, but maybe his policies. It's like no, if he's got those policies, he is a horrible, horrible human being. Yeah, let's I forget, don't mind saying that. Let's forget about him laying wreaths at the, you know, at, at the bodies of. of I don't care how much terrorists. jam he's made. Yeah, or how many vegetables he's grown. Yeah, he, no, he's a he's a very very nasty person if he believes in these policies. Yeah, and he does not mean well. No. What a lovely place to end it. And on that bombshell. Shall we end it there? Yeah, I think so. Thank you for listening to Sounding Board again. Uh, if you wouldn't mind sharing it, just sending it around to your friends, we would be very, very grateful. Yeah, we don't want your money, um, but uh, let's get as many listeners as we can. Thanks very much.